Let's open our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 Timothy chapter 6. About to have that? Verse 20 and 21 is where we're going to read. Okay, everybody ready? Let's read that together this morning. Ready, read. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. So it says, I want you to avoid the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. So there is false knowledge out there. So he says, and by professing it or by professing false knowledge, some have strayed or erred from the faith or concerning the faith. So today I want to talk on this subject, avoid fake news, avoid fake news. We're going to avoid fake news. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you today for the word we receive with thanksgiving. Let it now, Lord, seep into our hearts and produce the life you've called for it to, to produce. Thank you that we have hearing ears, seeing eyes, and receiving hearts. They're all from you. Lord, let, let there be no distraction to the word of God. Let there be no hindrance to the flow. Let your word flow freely, Lord. We're hungry, thirsty, so we receive it now in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. amen. And amen. All right. So avoid fake news. Hallelujah. Now, we've been talking about revelation knowledge here, right? Yes. We're continuing on that matter here about revelation knowledge. We talked about how Adam, the first man on the planet, operated by or on revelation knowledge. We've been talking about how, <coughs> excuse me, although uh, human ingenuity has uh, advanced greatly, you know, Adam, when he sinned, we remember he fell down to, from uh, discerning to learning, from revelation down to education. And so we've talked about how man has progressed over the ages uh, Stone Age and Iron Age and Bronze Age and the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, and so forth, to the Information Age, or Industrial Age, rather, to the Information Age. And so man has advanced greatly, but what we've said is you can't advance to Revelation. Right? You must simply switch to it. Now, I want you to look over your Bibles to Matthew 11, please. I want you all to try to really, really track me today. Follow the scripture with me, all right? Because it is, it's one of the most difficult things to do. It's to switch systems. It's to switch schools of thought. To switch from education to revelation. To switch from learning to discerning. To switch from man's way of thinking to God's way of thinking. Now look at Matthew 11, please, verse 11. <clears throat> it says, Surely I say to you, among those born of women, this is Jesus talking, right? There has not risen one greater than who? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So he's talking about if you're born of, born of a woman, that's every human being here. He said, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. He says, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So Jesus really is comparing here 
two eras or two dispensations. One dispensation is of human uh, thought where he says John the Baptist is the highest in that era, in that dispensation. But he says, if you're born into the kingdom of God, he says, and you're the least in the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven, you are greater than he is. So John the Baptist is the top of all that natural human system. But he says, if you're even the bottom in the God's kingdom system, you are greater than he is. Or what you have access to is greater than what John could, could attain to. Are you understanding? So John would represent all the sense knowledge realm and the kingdom of heaven would represent all the revelation knowledge realm. So if you come in at the very bottom of that realm, you're higher, are you hearing that, than anything the world could ever attain to. You got it? Now I showed you that on Wednesday night. Now look at verse, verse, uh, the very next verse, verse 12. This is one familiar to many people. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent do what? Okay, so is the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven being violated? No. It's talking about those who are pressing in, entering in, trying to get into that system, this new system. And he says those who do it successfully have to do it by force. Are you with me? All right, let, let's help you with that. Go to, go to Luke, please. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Two books over. Luke 16. <clears throat> Luke 16 and verse 14. Let's build a case here before we get crunk. Luke 16 and verse 14. You have that? It says, now the Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard all these things and they derided him. They heard Jesus, Jesus was teaching about stewardship, teaching about the kingdom of God way of handling money. If you read chapter 16. This is good. And it says, when they heard him, they derided him. Uh, if you have a decent Bible, there'll be a, a reference that says, turned up their nose at him. That's what scoffers and mockers do. They, they hear Jesus Christ teaching and they, they turn their nose up at it. Like a lot of folk do today in, in church. Okay? It says, verse 15, and he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men. But God knows your hearts. Watch this. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Wow. Oh, God. What this tells us, first of all, is that God sees everything differently than man sees it. Now, I just want to tell you from, from the very onset here, I, what, what my whole goal is, is to get everyone in this room to switch systems. I want to get everyone listening and watching online to switch over from the way you've been thinking from following the feudal thinking of the Gentiles to receiving the way God operates, the way the kingdom of God operates, because that's, at the very least, higher. Are you hearing this? If, if, you, if you just skirt your way in, if you just skate your way into the kingdom of God, you come in higher than the greatest in this world. Are you hearing me? But you have to stop vacillating between both systems. You have to stop turning your nose up at his teaching. You have to switch. You have to switch. Now, he says, 
again, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So God sees things differently than man does, right? Verse 16, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, this sound familiar here? The kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is doing what? Pressing into it. Oh, now we understand that more, that violence. Those who are hearing the kingdom of God preached, they are pressing into it. You have to press your way into it because it's, 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 it's totally, uh, it's diametrically opposed to the way you've been brought up. Jesus. I wish I had some praying people in this house. The way God operates is, is anti-world. And the way the world operates is anti-Christ. And we've been, many of us have been trying to merge the two. And they don't merge. They don't work together. They're like oil and water. They don't mix. Even if you shake it up, you let it settle down, they're going to separate again. Because God's way and man's way are totally different. And I'll show you one is wrong and one is right. We know it. Amen. So Luke 16, 16 again says, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. Everybody say pressing into it. Pressing now I want you to see that word, that uh, verse, Luke 16, verse 16 in the Passion Translation, please. The Passion Translation. It says here, the law of Moses and the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the, rev for the arrival of the kingdom realm. Everybody say kingdom realm. Kingdom. <laughs> oh boy. The kingdom realm announced by John. And now, when this wonderful news of God's kingdom realm is preached, people's hearts burn with extreme passion to press in and receive it. Are you saying this here? So when you hear kingdom preaching like we give you here in this church, then there's supposed to be a burning passion in your heart to press in and receive it. If you don't get that pressing in, that burning passion, it's what, here's the truth, don't, don't be mad at me, you have turned your nose up to it. You have said, I hear that preacher, but there's this other way that I, I still like to work over here. I'm more comfortable in this world's way of operating. You're just a preacher. I talked to my financial expert, and he told me this. You're just a preacher, but I talked, my doctor said, do it this way. Preach, pastor. I think I will. You've turned your nose up at it. Because you think that we're not the experts. You think they are the experts. But they're wrong. It's all fake news. Oh, Jesus. It's all fake news. So he says, everyone, they have to press into it. They are pressing in to receive it. Okay, now let's go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7, where we just went to Luke, we'll go back to Matthew. This time to chapter 7. Hallelujah. Let's make this case here. Matthew 7, <coughs> in verse 13. I want to show you why, again, this, there's a pressing into it. Matthew 7, verse 13. This is going to come a scripture that uh, many of you, if you've been in church, you've heard it, but you've probably heard it wrong. Matthew 7, verse 13, are you there? It says, enter by the narrow gate. Hallelujah. 
For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to what? What is the word? Destruction. Did it say hell? No. It said to destruction. Most of you, you've been in church. You've heard and been taught that the way to hell is wide. But the Bible never said hell. It said destruction. Are you hearing this? He said, so the way, it's wide gate and a broader way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Sitting right in the sanctuary, lives being destroyed. The, your Bible says that the destruction of the poor is their poverty. In other words, poverty destroys. You don't have to go to hell to be, de to be destroyed. Y'all ain't saying anything to me. You can live in total ruin. That, that's what the Bible says in Proverbs 5. That somebody, that they, they were in the midst of total ruin, living right in, in the middle of, of the assembly. Why? Because they kept turning their noses up at what the preacher was saying because they didn't think the preacher knew what he was talking about. He just reading that old Bible. That Bible is an ancient book. We have new, new knowledge today. We have new news. It's fake news, y'all. This is the good news. This is the real news. It's the right news. And it never changes. We don't need an updated news broadcast. It's always the same. So he says that, that there's a wide way and a, a wide gate and a broad way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in or go into destruction by it. But watch verse 14. Because, 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 he didn't say and, he said because. The reason many are going into that wide way of going into destruction is because narrow is the gate and difficult. Your King James used the word straight. There's a straight gate. It's a narrow way. Yeah, a straight gate and a narrow way. That straight means tight. Constrained. All right, go back to New King James for me, please. And difficult is a way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. So there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, uh, 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 an opposition here. You have destruction and you have life. It never said heaven or hell. How many of y'all were taught heaven or hell on this, this verse? Right, you were taught wrong. Because it never said that. I don't care what translation you read. It never says heaven or hell. It says destruction and life. This life is the, is the Greek word zoe, which means the God kind of life. It's the abundant life. So there's a narrow gate and a, and a, a diff, that word difficult would be, be better translated. In fact, in your Bible, it'll probably say something like constrained. A tight way, which leads to the God kind of life. And there are few who find it. Why? Why do, why do few find it? Because they're turning their noses up. At the, what the word of God is saying. What the men and women of God are preaching. Oh, y'all hear me today. Scoffers and mockers, they can't find it because they don't have an ear for it. You're in Matthew 7. Go to, go to Matthew 13. Go to Matthew 13. You got to have an ear for it. Tell your neighbor, you have to have an ear for this. Matthew 13, verse 10. Glory to God. It says, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries or the revealed secrets 
of the kingdom of God, but to them it has not been given. They've not been given the ability to hear or receive revelation. For whoever has revelation, to him more will be given. And to him, and, and he will have an abundance. Glory to God, I love that. You want to live in abundance, you need more revelation. But whoever does not have even what he has, whoever does not have revelation, whoever only has fake news, even what he has will be taken away. Why? Because it was all fake. It was taken away from him. Are y'all seeing that here? Drop down to verse 15, please. Here's why. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. Hallelujah. Lest they should see with their, with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. He's saying here, the only barrier to you being healed, the only barrier to you being delivered, the only barrier to, to you being prospered is your ability to hear and see and receive. He said, because if you do it, I'll turn and heal you. I'll turn and fix all your problems. Verse 16, here's, here's, here's the good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. But blessed are your ears, for they see, for your eyes, rather, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Y'all got it? Now, so if you want to soar, you have to do things the kingdom way. It means you got to renew your mind. You simply got to switch. Tell your neighbor, you have to switch. All right, now. We've been teaching on this here. I want to bring this up again. Everyone in life, every day, we operate on one of two types of knowledge. One is sense knowledge. Just a reminder, sense knowledge is any information gained or revealed through the senses from human sources. Okay? That's that area where natural men live. People who aren't born again, they live on this sense knowledge realm. Okay? That's where fear is born. Fear... <laughs> I was out, I had the TV uh, on yesterday just laying down and they, they were running a program about uh, preparing for hurricane season. And they were talking about, you know, all the things that happened last hurricane season. Oh, that's why you get better get ready now. And oh, everybody's going to start freaking out and panicking already. And you know, it's not even raining outside, but everybody's already panicking. It's no, not even winter, but everybody's panicking already. Why? Because they are building your, building people up. In the sense realm, they're building your fear up, building your fear up, building your fear up. Go and get ready now. Buy all the water you can now. Go buy plywood now. Go buy batteries now. Go buy generators now. Go buy candles. Go buy everything now. Because the fear, the sense realm says something's bound to happen. That's where fear operates. That's where fear is born. But there's another realm we know about called the revelation knowledge realm. Revelation knowledge is information that's revealed to your spirit from above. It's revealed to your spirit from above. It's from divine sources. And here, only born-again people can operate. Only born-again people can live on, on revelation knowledge. Here is where faith is born. Here's where faith operates. All right? Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, please. 1 Corinthians 2. Let's keep del delving into this thing here. Are y'all bored with this whole Revelation knowledge piece here? Because it, it's, it's, it's urgent that we learn a different way of operating. Because, again, this is a revealing year. Things are happening, things are moving, and, 
And, and the closer we get to the end, the more things will accelerate. And you, you don't want to be trying to, trying to jump on a train when it's already going 100 miles an hour. You want to get on a train now while it's sitting at the station. Right now, it's sitting at the station. Get on board. Because this train is about to take off. Okay? All right, now, 1 Corinthians 2. I want to show you that, that there are two sources of teaching here. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse, let's go right to verse 13. Right to verse, verse 13, for sake of time. Says, these things, I don't have time to read all, you can go back and read chapter 2. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So I want you to see here, everybody look, you're looking at that? That there are two sources of teaching in the world. There are only two sources of teaching. There's wisdom. There's a teaching that comes from man's wisdom. And then there's a teaching that comes from the Holy Ghost. There's only two. Well, it doesn't matter what I learned at the university. There's a man's wisdom teaching. And there's a Holy Ghost teaching. You learn from either one. And every day of your life, you follow one or the other teaching. You got it? Man's wisdom teaches some things. Then the Holy Ghost teaches some things. We know this from John chapter 14, 15, and 16, that the Holy Ghost comes. He's a teacher. He'll teach us all things, right? And so every day of your life, you're being fed information. Every day. Your sense realm is always picking up information. You're smelling something, seeing something, tasting something, uh, feeling something. You're, you're hearing something. Everything's coming in. You're sitting down at your computer and you're learning something. You're, you're gathering information from sources. You turn on television, the television, and you're gathering information from some source. Every day you're gaining information from somewhere. There's something that man's wisdom is teaching. But then there's something opposed to that. That the Holy Ghost is teaching. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, it's important that I recognize the difference. Okay? Now, remember what he said here. Man's wisdom teaches. And then the Holy Spirit teaches. So, I got to know the difference between the two. Now, let's go to James. Chapter 3. Okay? I'm trying to help two or three of y'all. If, if I can help two or three of y'all, that'll be good. I want to help everybody here. But I need y'all to, to engage here. And listen. Listen. Don't, don't, let, don't let the devil talk, say all kind of stuff in your ear right now. Just listen. Listen, listen to this preacher. Because not everything I'm giving you, I'm pulling right out of the scripture. I'm not pulling anything out from, you know, my own brain. This is coming right out of the scripture here. Okay? So James 3 and let's look at verse 13. Are you there? Yes, sir. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have, watch this, bitter envy and self-seeking, King James says the word strife. If you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. 
Okay? So there's, there's something that happens in this earth system with man's wisdom that has causes envy and self-seeking. Envy or envy and instead of self-seeking, we can put strife. It's division. It's, it's con uh, contests. It's competing. It's comparisons. I told you that last week. People spend their time comparing and competing with each other. Uh, you buy a purse, so I'm going to buy a purse bigger than your purse. You buy a car, and I feel the need to buy a car bigger or faster or prettier than your car. You know, I'm trying to keep up with you. We're competing with each other. My kid is an honor roll student at so-and-so. Well, my kid, my, you know, and you people competing with everything. Why? Because they're living on fake news. They're living on a world of fallen man system that makes you compete. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I solicit your help here this morning. He says, so don't lie, it's the truth. Verse 15, now watch. Verse 15. This wisdom does not descend from above. Now, y'all remember what we just read in 1 Corinthians 2.13. 1 Corinthians 2.13. Now, don't, don't lose your place there. I just want, I'm going to go back to this. Y'all can just stay where you are. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says here, he says, words which man's wisdom teaches, and then there are things that the Holy Spirit teaches. So, now over here in James, this wisdom does not descend from above. It doesn't come down from God. But let's see the characteristics of this earthly human wisdom. First of all, it lies against the truth. Boy, I wish I had the right church this morning. First of all, it lies against the truth. So that's why we can call it already fake news. Because everything the man teaches is a lie. It, it, it's going to take some real mature people to hear what I'm saying to you today. If you just Mary had a little lamb kind of Christian, you may not understand what I'm talking about. Because you, you are so, so believing of everything man says, it's got to be right. But it's a lie. Human wisdom, first of all, it lies against the truth. Then he says, it is earthly. Here's a bigger word, sensual. That means it sense knowledge. It is based on what you can feel, based on what you can see, based on what you can hear, based on what you can taste. And guess what? All of that is changeable. It's not permanent. It's not solid. It's not forever. It's always changing. Come on. People's tastes are always changing. People, what, what, what you see can change. What you hear can change. He said it's earthly. It's sensual. Don't think sensual, sexual. It didn't say sexual. It said sensual. It's of the sense realm. It's tantalizing the senses. Everything just, oh, okay. Oh, what what it look like? It, it, what, 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 is, what does it seem like? I, I judge that based on. So people, people vote based on, oh, well, this is what I feel. What it looked like, what it, what it feel like. People, people I'm, I'm going to go to this school because this school, I, they have a pretty campus. Oh, oh and so you. You didn't, you didn't say, God, what school should I go to? You went to the school based on it's got a 
pretty campus. That is stupid. I, okay, I wasn't going to say it, but he said stupid. It is sensual. It's human wisdom. That is always going to lead you wrong. And worse than that, it's demonic. Jesus. Lord, give me a listening people today. It's, a, it's demonic, which means that human wisdom is actually not originating from humans. It's just coming through humans. It's coming from the pit of hell. So here's mankind with all their wisdom, all their knowledge, thinking, oh, we know how to handle this. We know how to handle uh, uh, pollution. We know how to handle, you know, we, we run out of water, so we're going to do this. And we, can, we know that's why we got to hug the trees, and that's why we got to save the whales, because we doing, you're stupid, shut up. It's demonic. It's the devil getting you all caught up. Is something that is above your pay grade. In, in, in doing something that you don't have the ability to handle, it wouldn't matter if you raise trillions of dollars for it. Cancer research. They'll never find a cure for cancer. If, if they could, it would mean the devil is casting out the devil. Because cancer didn't come from God. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all don't like this. I said cancer didn't come from God. Well, who did it come from? Well, if it came from the devil, you think the devil gonna give them the answer to it? Y'all, okay, y'all don't like that. High blood pressure. Okay, lupus. Diabetes. Y'all gotta say it like that. Sugar. It didn't come from God. They can't fix any of it. All they can do is treat it, and the more they treat it, the, more, the worse off people get. Why? Because it's not just earthly, it's not just sensual, but it's demonic, ladies and gentlemen. It's demonic. That's why people come out worse. It's demonic. Everybody say demonic. It's demonic. It's demonic. Well, this is what you should do. You want, you, want to, you want to make your finances explode? This is what you should do. Do this. And we come say something like tithe and so, oh, no, no, you turn your nose about that. But they said, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'll get them all my money. Trust my money to some man over I can't even see over the foreign country somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, he wound up in prison the rest of his life, and he, you are broke. Oh, how could that happen? It's demonic, dumb dumb. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the people. Are you understanding this here? See, that's why, because we've been so ingrained in that, that's why he says you have to press into it. That's why I said there are few be that find it. Because you have to totally denounce and disconnect from a system that has fooled us into comfort. It's, it's tricked us into being comfortable. <laughs> tricked us into comfort. Now watch this. Watch this. He says, verse 16, for where envy 
and self-seeking or strife exists. Confusion. Is the world confused or not? I said, is the world confused or not? And every evil thing are there. So they had their ideas for how we're going to make the school systems better. Oh, we don't need we don't need that prayer and stuff in school. We don't need that God. We need we need to make make sure our schools are secular because you don't want to get religious all me. You don't want to offend anybody. You want to make sure let's get let's get all the prayer and get all the Bibles, get all the kind of religious teaching out of school. You know, we don't we don't believe in that whole creationism thing. We, we evolved and the evolution and Big Bang, and that's where we're going. Because we need to be taught because we're smarter than all that stuff. <laughs> you know what's better now, isn't it? No. No, it's not. He said every evil thing is there. So you look at your schools and every evil thing is going on. No, don't be shocked by that. This is what's going to happen when you lean on man's wisdom. Any wisdom that is not from above. It is earthly, it is sensual, and it is demonic. However, give me verse 17 though. But the wisdom that is from above. See, so there's a different source of wisdom here. From above is first pure. We used to say it like this about the, about the other wizard. We could say something in the milk ain't clean. You ever heard your grandma say that? Hey, something in the milk ain't clean. You better check it out. Something in the milk ain't clean. Now it's, I, 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 I can't, I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's something in the milk ain't clean. In other words, something ain't right. I'm telling you about that world's wisdom. Something ain't right. But this wisdom from above, it is first pure. It's pure, which means you can trust it. There's no ulterior motives. There's no underlying circumstances. There's nothing else you've got to worry about. It's pure. Then it's peaceable. It's going to bring peace. No strife, no confusion. Gentle. This wisdom above is willing to yield. Oh, I don't have to have my own way. No, you can have that. I trust God. Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So there's a difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom, right? So in other words, we know there are two opposing spirits. There's two opposing schools of thought. There's earthly, sensual, and demonic. Then you have what's pure and peaceable and uh, gentle and so forth. Okay? Now, let me keep going here. Let me keep going. Can y'all handle this? Glory to God. I don't know if this is a Wednesday night kind of crowd or what. First John chapter 4. I'm going through the scriptures. I'm, I'm letting the Bible do the work. I'm letting the Holy Ghost do the work in your, in your heart here. First John chapter 4. Hallelujah. So again, there's two opposing spirits. We read two opposing kinds, kinds of wisdom. Wisdom from beneath. Wisdom from above. There's wisdom that man, uh, uh, things that man's wisdom teaches. There's things that the Holy Ghost teach. Right? Okay. Now look at 1 John chapter 4. I, I think this really ought to be plain. I could almost just really say amen and y'all should have this by now. Because at this point, you just got to make a choice. At this point, you just got to say, you know, I'm going to stop being hard-headed and listen to God. I'm just going to go God's way. Glory to God. It's the best way. But I'm going to keep going to give you a little more. Look at 1 John chapter, 5, chapter 4, 
Verse 1, beloved, don't believe every spirit. Don't believe everything, which means there's got to be some that's real and something that's fake. So don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits, not by the spirits. People say that, test the spirit by the spirit. The Bible never said that. Your Bible says test the spirit whether they are of God. That means you're going to match up what you hear against what is said in God's word. <laughs> he says, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this, listen to this. This is big. Y'all watching? And this is the spirit of Antichrist. which you have heard was coming and is now, come on, already in the world. He says this is the spirit of Antichrist. He said it's already in the world. Now, Christ, y'all know, was not Jesus Christ, not, not his last name. He's Jesus the Christ. Christ means, it's, it's the Greek form of the Hebrew word for Messiah, it's, it means the anointed one and his anointing, right? So when you see Christ, it's referring to the anointing. So watch what it says. Listen, I want you to see that now in this context. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And watch. And this is the spirit of the anti-anointing. Which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Y'all getting this here? All right, now, so any wisdom that originates from man is against the truth and it's against the anointing. It's against the anointing. Okay? Now, hold your finger there. Oh, is this too many scriptures for you? Hold your finger there. Go back to 1 Corinthians 2, please. 1 Corinthians 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm just going to do my job. 1 Corinthians 2. He just told me, just do your job, son. I got it, Lord. I'm just going to do my job. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. Watch what Paul says here. He says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of... <laughs> He says, oh, I didn't get up here preaching human wisdom, but in what? Of the spirit and of power, verse 5, that or so that your faith should not be in, but in. Okay, now what I want you to understand then, let's go back here to 1 John 4, that there's an antichrist spirit or an anti-anointing spirit. So anytime you get over into human wisdom, man's wisdom, it is an anti-anointing wisdom. It's an anti-anointing spirit, which simply means, listen to me very carefully, that when you rely on man's wisdom, you close off the working of the Holy Ghost. You make no allowance for the anointing to work in your life. 
Did you catch what I just said? Glory to God. Human wisdom makes no room for a demonstration of the spirit and power. I want you to know that. Human wisdom makes no room for a demonstration of the spirit and power. Oh, my God. This is all. <laughs> yes, sir. Human wisdom makes no room for a demonstration. And we need today desperately a demonstration of the spirit and power. So human wisdom, man's wisdom negates the anointing. It makes no allotment. It makes no allowance for the anointing. Let me just give you an example. Let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. How many of y'all want to come out of debt? Yes. All right, good. All right. Most of you. Okay. So if you want to come out of debt, human wisdom gives you a plan. Human wisdom says you set a budget, and this is what I'm going to spend. This is what I'm going to put towards my debt. Human wisdom says go consolidate your loans. That is the stupidest thing you can do is consolidate your loan. It's the stupidest thing you can do. That, I'm not talking about you being stupid. I'm just saying the stupidest thing you can do. And, and you, you didn't think of it yourself. You learned it. Somebody told you that. And they were stupid. Not you. They were stupid, but you just listened to them. But so it says you, you set a budget. You make a plan. You set a goal. And then, you, you, you know, you, you put everything you can towards that debt. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Lord told for me and for my wife. Is, is you sow your way out of debt. Now, listen, I understand that makes no sense in the human realm. When that $1,000 seed you sow could have been put on that debt. But what we had to understand was my seed made room for the anointing. My seed allowed the anointing of God. It allowed the demonstration of his spirit and power to work in our lives such that we came out of debt far faster than any budget or any plan would have allowed us to come out. That's why we're out now. That's why this church, this church is out now. When this church was seriously in debt, it didn't make any sense for this church was seriously in debt, not only to be tithing money, but, but to also be sowing money in other ministries. That didn't make any sense. But that allowed for the anointing. What's some, what is the anointing? Give me Isaiah 10, 27. Don't lose your place. Give me Isaiah, Isaiah 10, 27. It says, it shall come to pass. Give me the King James Version on this here so it will just make, be clear to you. King James here. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his, that's the Assyrian, that's the plunderer, that's the one that keeps you in debt. You read that chapter. He says, shall be taken, his burden shall be taken away off the shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God. The anointing is the burden removing. If you got debt, it's a burden. If you have debt, it's a yoke. 
Your word says the borrower is slave to the lender. You're under somebody yoke. You can't quit your job. You can't go on a vacation you really want to go on. You can't do what you really want to do. Because that creditor say, no, 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 no. You better pay me, cuz. You better pay me, cuz. He said, so, you, you know, the anointing is the burning, removing, the strong power of God. Now, the spirit of this world, human wisdom, is the spirit of anti-Christ or the spirit of anti-anointing. So it, that spirit does not allow for your burden to be removed. It does not allow for your yoke to be destroyed. If you got sickness in your body and they say, here's our plan. I'm not talking about you not going to the doctor. But there's a difference between going to the doctor and relying on the doctor. No, I don't rely on any doctor. I don't rely on any man. There's a difference. See, I rely on God. I told you this Wednesday night. Before, when they give you a prescription, they call it in the Publix. Before you even left, left, the, left the room, they already called your prescription in. And you already agreed to put some poison in your mouth and didn't even say, God, should I? You already agreed to put the poison in your mouth and didn't say, God, should I? Because you're so, you so reliant. Um, oh, I, stop yelling, Pastor. Because you, we're so conditioned to do what they say. We operate by human wisdom so much, we cut out the anointing. That human wisdom is the spirit of anti-anointing. And you don't understand this. Do you understand this? You need the anointing. You can't pay that debt 40 more years. You need the anointing. You can't have that disease 35 more years. You need the anointing. Your marriage can't go through hell 10 more years. You need the anointing. You can't let your kids be on the street 40 more years. You need the anointing. Something, something is going to get them out of that debt, out of that debt, off that crack, off that addiction. It's the anointing. It ain't the plan of man. It's the anointing of God. Another child to the streets? It's the anointing that destroys the yokes. It's the anointing that removes the burden. My goodness. My goodness. First John 4, are you back there? Oh, Jesus. Somebody say, I need the anointing. I need the anointing. Say it again, I need the anointing. See, the, the anointing is a teacher. Go, 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 to, go back to 1 John, but this time go, go to 1 John 2. Go to 1 John 2. Jesus, help me. Lord. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 1 John 2. Verse 18. Verse 18, are you there? Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the, the anti-anointing one is coming, even now many anti-anointings have come. Do y'all see that? By which we know that it is the last hour. Yeah. They went out from us, but they were not of us. But for if they had been of us, they would, would have continued with us. But they went out that they, might make, that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Verse 20. But you have. I have. I have. 
anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Now I want you to see this here. The anointing is the, is the, is the truth spirit here. He says, I'm not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Y'all got this? Jot on the verse uh, 20, 24. Therefore, let that abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. Verse 25. And this is the promise that he has promised us eternal life. <sighs> These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to, the whole point of fake news is to try to deceive you. All right, I better say that. Some of y'all can't handle me saying fake news because y'all anti-Trump. I ain't thinking about Trump. Stop thinking about Trump. I'm trying to teach you about the word of God. Fake news been around long before Trump made it office. Y'all don't believe it? All right. Hold your finger there. Go to John 8. I'm going to prove it. It's been around. John chapter 8. I'm going to help you. Y'all struggling with Trump, man. Because I said fake news. John 8, 43. Watch, watch 8, 43. He says, why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. This is Jesus talking, right? First, verse 44, he says, you are of your father, the devil. So there are some people who their father is the devil. Everybody can't say we all God's children. No, we are not all God's children. He says, in the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him, when he, the devil, speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So there's been fake news all around since Eve. Eve is in the garden, tending her business. All of a sudden, this little serpent, who's the devil, comes and says, you shall not surely die. Fake news. That's fake news. People think Trump coined that. This, is, this has been old. Go back to 1 John 2, please. I only got a couple minutes left here. Let me finish this here. Jesus. 1 John 2, verse 26. But the anointing which, is, which you have received from him abides in you. Watch this. And y'all see that? But the anointing which you have received, everybody says, I received. It from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. I think King James, does King James says any man teach you? Does this say anyone? Okay. Any, any man in King James says any man teach you. Yeah. Now, so that means you don't need a pastor. Wrong. He's talking about you have an anointing from the Holy One. So you don't need any man, human. You don't need man's wisdom. 
Because you have a greater revelation, a greater knowledge. The best man can attain to is what John the Baptist had. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. So what he's saying is stop coming down to their level. Stop coming down to man's wisdom. Stop coming down to man's knowledge. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And he says you don't need anyone to teach you. He said but as the same anointing teaches you. Watch this next phrase. Concerning all Did he just say the anointing can teach you concerning all things? Did, no, come on. Did he just say the anointing teaches you concerning all things? I wonder what all means. Maybe we should look it up in the dictionary. All. That means he knows anatomy. He knows physiology. He knows psychology. He knows finances. He knows, he knows uh, 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 all about medical science. He knows, he knows all about uh, geography. He knows all about math. He knows everything. He knows how to fix a marriage. He knows how to get a child straight. He knows everything about, about uh, how to eat right. He knows, every, he, he said he'll teach concerning all things. And it's true. The Holy Ghost wouldn't keep emphasizing that he's, this stuff is true if there wasn't a fake or a false news out there. And it's not a lie. And it's not a lie. And just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Whew. Go back to 1 John 4. I'm almost through now. I can quit if you want me to quit now. But, but I just got a couple things I just want to show you here. First John 4. So we read from these verses here. Verse 3 is where we left off, right? Right? All right, now look at First John 4, verse 4. You are of God. You are of God. Everybody say, I'm of God. Little children and have overcome them. Them who? Them anti-anointings. You've overcome them anti-anointings. That's what he's talking about here. He says you've overcome them because he who is in you. Oh, yes. Man, this is so plain to me. I don't know what to do. I don't all of a sudden, I realize, they're the idiots. I don't need to know anything from them. Because I have the greater one who we just, work, we just read will teach me concerning all things. I don't need to pay for any of their advice. When I got all this free advice already on the inside of me, I just got to say, Verse 5, verse 5, verse 5. Can I keep going? Yes. Barbara, this is all right. He says, they are of the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. That's why the world, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Because he's the world, and the world listen to him. You don't need E.F. Hutton. 
wanted them. Glory to God. Now, I'm not talking about you, don't, you, you can't invest your money. I'm talking about, but you don't need them to tell you how to invest it. Yo, I mean, matter, as a matter of fact, some of you know uh, uh, Brother Jesse Duplantis. Brother Jesse Duplantis talked about how a few years back, how he, because he, he, he invests heavily in the stock market, all these kind of things like that. And he talked about how his, the Holy Ghost told him to do something that went totally against the advice of all his financial advisors, all those who, who were in that. He said, they were like, hey, man, you're going to lose all your money. You're going to lose everything you had. He said, come out. When everything came out, he made all the money, all boatloads of money off those investments. And they, the, the bankers came to him saying, how did you know that? He said, the Holy Ghost told me. All right. All right. Verse, verse five. <laughs> they are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. Verse 6, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. All right. So we're talking about how to operate above the anti-anointing. All right, so let's go back. Let's finish this off here. What must I do to make way for the anointing to operate in my life? What must I do? How many of you want the anointing to operate in your life? First Timothy chapter 6. Let's go back over here. It's very simple. Very simple. You want, want, want to know what to do? Avoid fake news. Avoid fake news. Fake news. First Timothy 6 verse 20 says, Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. <laughs> guard it. This revelation that was committed to your trust. Remember, it has been given to you, you know, the mysteries of, mysteries of the kingdom of God. So this has been committed to your trust, mysteries of the kingdom. He says, so guard it. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Avoid what is falsely called knowledge. So there's things out there that they call knowledge and the Bible says it's falsely called knowledge. Hallelujah. So simply you got to avoid fake news. I said you got to avoid fake news. Now I want to read that same verse in the, in the King James version please. King James. Watch this what it says. Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science. Falsely so-called. When you read that phrase, that verse, the original Greek translated to the word science. It's the word science. And here we are in the body of Christ, leaning on what medical science says. Medical science said. Medical science said. He said, avoid that. He said, because when you do that, you now make way for the anointing to work in your life. 
Y'all got so quiet on me, I understand. Behavioral science. This how, this how, this how it's supposed to chain children, because you know, behavioral science says they act this, they do that, and you gotta do He said, avoid that. Avoid that. What political science says. This is how we ought to govern. This is what we ought to do. We ought to take the money and do this. That's it's political science. He says avoid it. He says you, why should you be entangled in civilian affairs anyway? He says this science, falsely so-called, you go back to the New King James, he says it's knowledge. It's false knowledge. It is fake news. He says so avoid it. Well, all right, I'm trying. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I'm trying to give it to you. I'm going to do what the Lord said. Give me the same verse 620 in the the CEV, please. Contemporary English version, CEV. 620. Timothy? Robert? Dwight? Guard what God has placed in your care. He's placed revelation knowledge in your care. Don't pay any attention to that godless and stupid talk that sounds smart but really isn't. I'm just trying to, this is making it plain now. It sounds so smart what they say. He said godless and stupid talk. Stupid talk. Sounds smart but really isn't. Give me that same verse in the message translation, please. Message translation. Let's, let's just go all the way there. And oh, my dear, put your own name in there. Guard the treasure you were given. The treasure, the word, we treasure the word. He says, guard it with your life. Avoid the talk show religion. A lot of talk show religion out there. It ain't real. It's talk show religion. And, now watch this, this part, this part, this part, this part. And the practiced confusion of the so-called experts. In the world, they have experts. I'm an expert in this. I'm an expert in that. I'm an expert in this. Oh, we got to call in the experts. See what they say. They, they practice confusion. You want to get the anointing operating in your life? Avoid all that foolishness. You got to avoid the fake news. Proverbs 14, verse 6 through 8 in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 14, 6 through 8 in the Passion Translation. I want you to see this. It says, The intellectually arrogant seek for wisdom, but they never seem to discover what they claim they're looking for. For revelation knowledge flows to the one who hungers for understanding. Y'all remember that one? Verse 7 says, the words of the wise are like weapons of knowledge. If you need wise counsel, your, your King James, is said, the regular says, says, if you don't perceive the uh, knowledge on the lips of a fool, go away from him. When you run on somebody and they keep talking like a fool, don't keep talking to them. Verse 8, verse 8, watch this. For the wisdom 
of the wise will keep life on the right track. How many of y'all want to have life on the right track? While the fool only deceives himself and refuses to face reality. All right, last thing. Last thing. Not only do you avoid fake news, but you allow God to teach you. You allow God to teach you. Okay? Proverbs 2, verse 6. Get on the screen for me, please. Proverbs 2, verse 6. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come what? All right, so you want to get, get it from God's mouth. Okay? Jeremiah 3.15. How's it going to come to you? Jeremiah 3.15. He says, and I will give you shepherds. That's what I'm here for. That's why he told me a few minutes ago, just do your job. According to my heart, who will feed you? That's my job. Not to entertain you. It's to feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's why I keep going through so many scriptures. A lot of people like it. Just open scripture, read, read it. Open your Bible, read the scripture, close it up and just... No, you need the scripture, man. I need to feed you with knowledge and understanding. You need something out of this book, man. My hem and horn ain't going to get you, ain't going to bring no anointing to destroy no yoke in your life. So you get knowledge from God's mouth, but then one of the mouths he uses is the voice of your shepherd. He says your shepherd will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now this is good. I'll show you why. Ecclesiastes 2 verse 26. Some of y'all have heard this verse before. You know it. You love it. But let's look at it now in this light with what we now know. Verse 26. It says, for God gives wisdom, come on, and, and to a man who is but to the sinner. That's the one listening to that human wisdom. He gives the work, the toil, the labor, the struggle, the hardship of gathering and collecting all so that he, God, may give it to him who is good before God. So if you get God's knowledge, if you get God's wisdom, he's going to let you sit back and collect what they've been out there gathering and collecting. He's going to bring it into your head. He's going to give you one wisdom, one idea, one, one, one piece of advice that he's going to give you that'll say, give me all that. So for you, you don't have to go out there and get human wisdom and go out there and be struggling, toiling, straining. No, you just go out there and, God, I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. And I receive it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Revelation knowledge allows the power of God to move in your life. That's what you need to know. Revelation knowledge allows the power of God to move in your life. Now, look at what it says here. He gives the sinner the work. He don't give you the work. He gives the sinner the work of doing all the hard stuff. That he may give. That he may what? Give. Give to him. This is actually the sinner. That the sinner may give to him who is good before God. Remember I told you this other night, streams of revelation bring streams of revenue. This says he's going to cause a sinner to give it to you. He's going to cause a sinner to give it to you. Well, they go struggle and toil and work hard for it. They're going to have to give to you. Because remember what we read, we read in Matthew, whoever has 
revelation. More be given and he will have an abundance. So your revelation opens the door for revenue to come into your life from all directions. And that's how God wants us to live. Not on man's wisdom. Not on the things that human wisdom teaches. But live on what the Holy Ghost teaches. And the Bible says you have an anointing and that anointing will teach you concerning all things. That's how God wants you to live. On his wisdom. On his knowledge. On his revelation. Get out of the struggle. Get out of the toil. Get over here and let God teach you and that way you make way for the anointing. See, the anointing moves so much quicker than you could ever move. The anointing will work so much greater than you could ever work. You let the anointing get on your business. You let the anointing get on your household. You let the anointing get on your finances. You let the, the anointing get on your ministry. You let the anointing get on anything you do. It'll take you places that you could never go on your own. The anointing is the oil. It's the anointing oil. You know in your car, you let, you let the oil leave out of your car. Your engine will lock up. It won't function right. Some of y'all need an oil change. You need to let God anoint you with fresh oil, the Bible says. With fresh oil. Fresh oil. You need an oil change right now. So you can begin to function smoothly. Like silk. Like butter. Get off that wrong track of struggle and toil. Get on this right track, this easy track. Just letting God tell you what to do. Letting God show you. Letting God teach you. And watch how God blesses your life. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I hope you receive something today. I have, I have done what the Lord asked me to do. To teach you this morning on avoiding fake news. I, I, I think we've gone over enough scripture. I showed you enough scripture that there's all kind of fake things out there. There's all kind of false knowledge. There's all kind of the spirit of error is in the world. The spirit of error. God, the Bible even says that in the last days, read this in the book of uh, 1 Thessalonians, it talks about how God, the Bible says, is going to send a strong delusion on the world. For those who would not hear the truth, he's going to send a strong delusion on them so that they would forcibly believe a lie. In other words, he's saying, I'm going to give you a certain amount of time to hear this truth. If you don't hear it, I'm going to let you just now be turned over to a lie. You read Romans chapter 1, it talks about that over and over again, Romans chapter 1. The Bible says they exchange the truth for a lie. God doesn't want his people doing that. Don't exchange the truth of God's word for the lies of the world. And I know you, you know some smart people. They have PhDs and DDs and MDs. and You know, they got more degrees than the average thermometer. I understand that. They're smart people. Wear, wear, you know, nice wireframe glasses. They look smart and intelligent. And... But they're not smarter than you. Not with what you have. You have an unction of the Holy One. 
Glory to God. All, all Father God wants is for you and for me to operate on the level we're supposed to operate on. I told you this Wednesday night, the Lord told me, told me, take the brakes off. Take the brakes off. Just ride out this thing with God. I want to share something with you. I, I didn't write this down for sure. Uh, you know, when we first started this whole series about the Revelation age, we looked at the book of Acts, where Acts 2 said, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will dream dreams, old men will see visions, or young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams, and so forth. And uh, Prashera was letting us know about uh, their little boy, McCoy, who uh, had a prophetic dream. And I wrote down what, what he said. He's, he had a dream. What night was this? What? Friday night. Woke up yesterday morning and said, God said, this is good. I want y'all to hear this. God said, now he's four years old, but the Bible said they're going to prophesy. They're going to see visions. God said, don't pop the bubble of your dream and don't do anything else. Does that make sense to you? In other words, God is saying, take the brakes off. Don't pop the bubble above your dream. Don't, don't you bring, try to bring your dream down to what human wisdom can understand. Now that's the four-year-old that God's talking to us through. I don't believe that. I don't care if you don't believe it. I believe it. I'd rather believe a, a four-year-old who heard from God than a 40-year-old who heard from the devil. Don't pop the bubble of your dream and don't do anything else. <laughs> no alternative. No, no plan B. No plan C. Go with whatever God said. Abandon human wisdom. Let God and his anointing bring things to pass in your life. Amen? I'll say it again. Don't pop the bubble of your dream. And don't do anything else. How many of y'all have a dream? And I mean a God-sized dream. Now what happened, what happens is, is life happens and you start bringing your dreams down. You forget all about the dream you had. You forget all about the things that God showed you. You forget all about the, the ambitious things that God showed you that, that require faith. That, that required faith. And so all kind of, your sense knowledge tells you it can't be done. Your sense knowledge says, I'm too old for that. That's sense knowledge. Sense knowledge says, oh, it would have worked if I had had this 10 years ago, but now it won't work. That's sense knowledge. No, don't go by that. You go by whatever God said. Don't pop that bubble. Let that dream stay there. God's going to bring that thing to pass. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you today for the word. I believe, Father, I've done what you've asked me to do. You said that the, you'll give us shepherds 
after your own heart who would feed us with knowledge and understanding. I believe I've done that today for your people to feed with knowledge and understanding, but we know that, Father, all perfect knowledge comes from you. I pray that as they have heard the word today, that it has opened their hearing even more, that they have the hearing of faith, that throughout their days, their nights, their times, that they will hear you more than they ever have that they will sense the leading of your spirit more than they ever have. That God, I pray, I pray today for your, your people that they all, we all would be converted, that we would all switch systems, that we would all switch the source from which we receive our knowledge, that we would not regard the world's knowledge anymore, that we will not be moved by what we see and what we hear, but we feel will not be moved by what they say, but we'll stand on what you say in your word. We know that your word is true. In fact, you said, your word says, let you be true and every man a liar. So we, put on, we don't put our trust in man. We put our trust in you. Thank you, for, thank you for the things you have revealed to man. Your word says every hidden thing belongs to you, but the secret things, the secret things belong to you, but those things that are revealed they belong to man. Thank you that you have revealed things to man. Thank you for what you have shown uh, doctors and what you have shown uh, people in the world. Thank you that, God, Lord, Lord, there are those, even in the world system, even in who are working in that system, who take their knowledge from you. Thank you for Holy Ghost filled doctors. Thank you for Holy Ghost-filled scientists. Thank you for Holy Ghost-filled teachers. Thank you for Holy Ghost-filled uh, financiers, Lord, and those who operate in that financial realm, Lord. Thank you for Holy Ghost-filled business leaders. Holy Ghost-filled people in government. Thank you for those who listen to you, Lord, and they have that same function of the Holy One. We pray, Father, that even in this house, you raise up men and women of God who operate in a knowledge above this world's knowledge. Raise us up in every industry and every mountain of influence. I pray, Father, that you'll raise us up in a, in, as lights in this dark world. Make us your shining stars. That as we, as we uh, encounter people in the world who need to experience the anointing, they need a demonstration of the spirit and power that we'll be fully equipped, God, and connected to you so that we can always at all times minister according to the grace that you've given to us. Minister according to that supernatural ability that you've given us. And I thank you, Father for placing us above the world system. Thank you for making us the head, not the tail, above, only not beneath. And I continue to keep us, bless us in all that we do, and let our lights shine forth in this dark world, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And then put those hands together one more time and give God a great prayer.